Eurovision. Welcome to Eurovision, a podcast with a unique Irish perspective on the Eurovision Song Contest. 12 points. Ireland. Oh, Hello everyone. Hola a todos. <laughs> Welcome back to the Airvision podcast hosted by myself, Lou, and my trusty friend, Connor. Connor, como estas? Que tal? How are you? Muy bien, muy bien. Así. Busy, busy for you weeks. My God, I'm absolutely knackered, lads. But we are here anyway. But um, yeah, busy weekend. I was in Barcelona. Some of you may oh, just, just, just casually, casually yeah, in Barcelona. yeah, as you do, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you yeah. did you do anything interesting over there? Ah, oh, just a blue carpet. Caught up with some of the acts. Uh, nice. Yeah, it was nice. Standard weekend. Standard weekend in Barcelona. Well, but, we're yeah. definitely going to hear lots about that. Yes. And the whole weekend is a because whole... it was the first pre-party of the season, really. So this is where kind of the, the next chapter of Eurovision 2023 kicks real. off. Why, like, shit hits the man new. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. Before we get stuck into all that, though. Yes. I did make a promise <laughs> on the last episode, didn't I? You did. Connor, can you recall what the promise was? The promise Voyager was teeth? that... You guys would be involved in Louise giving me my birthday present. Mm-hmm. And she stayed true to that. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. Here it is. Here we have a segment that's a little bit unusual. And what's kind of funny is that at this present moment, we're actually recording on the podcast, but mm-hmm. we're also recording visually for um, Instagram because this is just too gas, not too... Um, <laughs> share with the socials and with the diehard podcast listeners so it's about time two weeks later connor gets his birthday present i've been waiting for this moment i wanted the listeners to be in on it too i have it packaged very i'm so like scared excited i don't know why it's you i don't know you're so full of surprises all the time i am am, in fairness um no you'll you'll like it it's gonna be funny um there's a bit of a soundtrack to go along with some of it (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, there's a soundtrack. It's packaged in a certain way that, like, I want you to open oh, certain sections at a time. Okay. So, Connor, I would like you to open the card first. Okay. Here you go. Happy birthday. Thank Here's you. Here's birthday card. Thank you. Happy ESC. Happy ESC, Connor. Yeah. Love it. Oh, it's football. Oh. <laughs> I'll show the camera. Seven. <laughs> Seven. And footballs as well, just by the way. Thank you for that. There's a badge on it. <laughs> oh, thanks. There's a seven badge. Seven wins. Super cool seven. Wasn't that in my opinion, but anyway. Um, oh, and she circled the 17th of March with the seven. Lovely. Silly <laughs> writes, dearest Connor, happy, happy birthday. Here's one of the year of friendship and Eurovision. Brett lost Shona Zit. Hona. That was a confidential <laughs> message you just read out. <laughs> My deep, dark secrets are in there. Okay. Thank you. Are you ready for the next part? <sighs> We're off to a great star. Don't be sighing at me. We're off to a great star. Don't be sighing at me. Okay, right, that's that's second. Okay, so this is like kind of the serious bit of the present. Okay, okay. So I'm going to play some very serious music. Okay, I recommended you this ages ago. Oh. Oh my God, you did. You did. Oh my God. It's a very good book. Very good book. Oh my god, yes. Eurovision by Chris West. I'm sure a lot of you have it. A history it's really of modern Europe to the world's greatest song contest. It literally Thank goes you. through year by year from 56. Because I'm currently reading two other books about Eurovision, so I will definitely add this to the list. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay, are you ready for the next part? Yeah. <laughs> I 
can I use this? It's, <laughs> it's a one. It's an Irish dictionary. <laughs> no, the question is, can I use this during Kill and Girl? Perfect. That's what right. it's for. I'm not Lovely. just getting something for show. It has to be useful. Perfect. Oh, this is going to become so... Oh, it doesn't mean the level's going up. Yeah. Fuck. You're in higher level now, Connie. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my God. The last part of the present. I am so <laughs> excited to Jesus. give this to you. Oh, Jesus. I am so excited. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Yeah. What's the next song? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Feeling right. <laughs> Love myself much more than I did yesterday. <laughs> oh uh, just God. for the listeners, the podcast, I got a uh, Connor Gustav Fedoras. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. In the words of Shireen from the Belgian national selection, I stand a good daddy in a hat, and so should you. Thank you. Oh, it's brilliant. So there we go. Oh, That's you down. sorted now for any Eurovision parties or big parties. You have to bring the fedora. I've got my book of the history. I've got my folklore for Kjell and Graal. And now I've got my Gustav Hoff for Liverpool. Perfect. And before that, Eurobash. Eurobash. The OJ yeah. event. Oh, Maybe London. Perfect. Okay, so <laughs> that was a bit of fun. We've got the... The presence shenanigans yes, sorted put on I can't wait to see that folklore coming yeah. out during Kjell uh, and <laughs> And the fedora is going to uh, be a big feature of the Eurovision events this year, I've no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, I was racking my brain thinking what to get you and I was like, I stand a good daddy in a hat. <laughs> As Shireen from the Belgian selection said. So yeah. Yeah, thank you so one. much. I might get myself. You may as well. You may as I well. I think we can be matching. Because <laughs> we both oh. love the song, so why not? We've got stuff coming up. I suppose we were at Melfest and we mm. had a little bop there. Yeah. We're hoping to maybe make press somewhere else before the season's yeah. out. And we're going to Liverpool, right? Oh, absolutely. For an so. undisclosed amount of days, undecided on my part anyway. Definitely be there for the weekend anyway. Like yeah, the Saturday and the Sunday. It may not be consecutive, but I'm thinking I could make five days work. Ooh. Possibly. Maybe like the weekend before. Something like long that. Long weekend. Yeah. The like second weekend after. I just feel, you know, and if any Irish listener in particular is listening to this and humming and hawing about Liverpool, you know what I say? Fuck it and book it. <laughs> That's my motto in life. Like, when is Eurovision going to be this close to us again like I doubt in the near future anyway that's it may as well like, life's too short we've we've gone through a pandemic we were locked yeah. away fuck money just get on the plane get on the ferry swim fuck it do and whatever book it. fuck it and book it that's fuck what we'll it say book it. I booked a holiday to Mallorca seven days in advance as you so I'm in a bit of a reckless stage of my life right as now you and I'm cur- encouraging everybody else to do the same <laughs> I don't know if that to make myself feel slightly better. I'm in <laughs> saving mode at the moment. I've had too many trips. Connor, fuck it a bucket. In fairness, you've been away a hell of a lot more than yeah, me. Yeah, I have one late, more trip next so. week and that's, that's going to be done into Liverpool. That's going to be wow. done. Oh no, it's not. Fuck, it's not. Never mind. I need to stop lying to myself. 16th April. Yeah. Uh, lie to me. Lie to me. Oh baby, oh, come God. a Let's go back to... First of all, doesn't this feel much more relaxed? Because we have no songs to talk about. We have no selections to be worrying about. Yeah. We're done and dusted. This is a lovely period now between March and and May where we can digest every song. We can look at the pre-parties. We can just take a breather. Thank God, because my God, that was stressful (laughs) for fucking months. Yeah, getting through songs and... And you know, as well, two other things I love. Firstly, that we've been like meeting a lot of you out and about, right? Yeah. And just getting kind of like listener feedback on the podcast and what people like hearing or like, you know, things they want to hear more of. And like, we love hearing that all the time. And that makes what we're doing a lot more real. Absolutely. So anybody who's like reached out to us or talked to us at events, like, thank you. That's really helpful for us and what we're creating here. Also, something I'm looking forward to 
over these next few weeks is, you know, sometimes a song drops and you kind of react, you react instantly or we chat about it together. Mm -hmm. There are times on the podcast where we could be talking about a song that Connor and I watched together 10 minutes before. Exactly. We might have watched it twice. Yeah. Whereas now, like, we have a couple of weeks to digest, we have pre-parties, we might start to get an idea of vocals and Mm -hmm. stagings and stuff, and it's all coming together a bit more. I think some opinions are going to change. Oh, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Also, as well, really important, we usually say this at the end of the episode, but... It would be much appreciated if you guys could give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because we've seen so many of you do it already and thank you so, so much. But really just helpful. in case any Eurovision fans are out there that might not have found us or want an outlet to express their opinion, we are open for business. So please, please just give it a quick like while you're listening to the episode. So thank you so much, though, to everyone who's done it so far. And we just love listeners being involved. You know, it's like yeah. Eurovision is bigger than... Connor and Lou, it's, exactly. it's the whole island, it's... Because we were in a position, you know, a few years ago, of not thinking there was any more fans out there, it was just ourselves, you know, and there's so many of you out there, it's incredible to see, so, yeah, keep sharing, keep publishing, and thank you so, so much. I say this a lot too, but I'm going to plug them again, OJE Ireland, Yes, there's so many great events mm-hmm. coming up, especially in the next few weeks, and there's four different ones all over the country. Yeah. So there's one in Limerick on Friday, April 7th, Belfast, Saturday, April 8th. Connor and I may be going up for that one. Cork, April 15th. Unfortunately, can't make that one. Yeah. And then Dublin will definitely be at Friday, April 21st. Yeah, and they also are preview parties where the members will watch the songs together and we'll vote. And that's actually very important because that vote then goes forward to the overall OJE vote in Europe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're a member of OJE and you vote, your your opinion is going to be counted within yeah. the Irish vote. So that's kind of cool. It's like we're all one big Irish Syrian. And, you, you know, know year by year, OJE, the, the vote does generally get it quite right. You know, it does give us a good scope of what to expect in May in terms of results and stuff. But again, make your voice heard and, and join OJE. Get involved, lads. Uh, there's four events all over the country. Um, you know, find your nearest one. See if you can make it for the night. And even if you're going by yourself, you'll have a good time. Go up and chat to people. Wear your vision costume. Wear your hat. Yeah. Um, bring a pro. You Throw know, yourself in. Throw yeah, yourself in. Yeah, just because someone go will catch you. <laughs> you won't regret it. No, absolutely that's what I'd say not. about it. You will never regret going to your vision event. Yeah, totally. Speaking of, yes, Connor. Barcelona. Barcelona. One of my favourite places in the world. I loved it. It was my first time going and it was so, so nice. The minute I got off the plane, the people were so lovely. The taxi man was so lovely. He was talking to me about Ireland and how his ex-girlfriend was from Ireland as well. And did I know her? Like, it's so weird. (laughs) You know what's hilarious about those scenarios is I'm always like, uh, probably not. And then there have been times where... They say a name and I'm like, yeah, I actually, I yeah. do know. <laughs> or like, oh yeah, I, I know, I know a friend. Of a friend. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was so nice, so lovely. Um, it wasn't as warm as I was expecting, but you know, inside most of the time anyway, so it was fine. But yeah, no, it was a fantastic weekend between, you know, meeting the acts, meeting fans, like other Eurovision fans, so many friends of ours, pals of the pod as well. So from the minute I got there to the minute I left, I didn't actually want to leave. It was that good of a weekend. And just the scale of the pre-party itself. It was in an arena, right? It was in like a mini arena. Robbie Williams was playing the night before, apparently. So it just gives you a size kind of comparison of what Was it like three arena size? Probably a bit smaller. Tiny bit smaller, but not too far off, to be honest. That's very impressive. Very impressive. Bigger than the Olympia. Oh, much bigger than the Olympia. Wow. Much bigger than the Olympia. Um, and it was nice as well because they had the, the main stage and then at the back they had the green room with the other, you know, with the artists and stuff. So you kind of got to dance with them. And it was so lovely, you know, during Belgium in particular, you could see everyone losing their shit for it. They were <laughs> bopping along, of course, Spain as well. Everyone doing the moves of AI, AI. And it, it was just, it was a nice atmosphere. Everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves a lot. But yeah. I had serious FOMO. And you know what? I have to say it. Every time I talked about Louise during the weekend, her song came on. <laughs> Mickey Nunes, Lavenda, Eurovision Song Contest 2019. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. This isn't even a joke. Everywhere I went, that song played when I spoke about Louise. Every time. It <laughs> I was got actually a few mad. videos from people. It was mad. 
So you were um, there in spirit anyway. Love it. <laughs> I, I have to go next year. Like, oh, definitely. As far as I know, the city is so beautiful. So nice. So nice. But yeah, it was it was crazy. It flew by. Like I was there for a few days, but it flew by. I, it, so tell it, us, the Friday you had the blue carpet, what did that involve? Yeah, so the blue carpet took place on the evening on the Fridays. This basically was chaos. <laughs> um, so it was... In pure Spanish a, style. Oh, absolutely. So it was blue carpet. The contestants of, you know, this year and some of the guests that we had, like Rosa Lopez and Beth as well, um, appeared on the blue carpet. Of course, photos and stuff. It was basically their opening kind of ceremony for them. And the acts got to hang out that night and stuff like that within the hotel. So, um, yeah, it was very chill. For the acts, anyway, for us, it was a bit manic because obviously we're pressed. But it was, yeah, it was nice to see everyone. Got to interact with loads of the acts and stuff like that and had a few chats with them as well. And you got and a few good clips. Yeah. Which, which we'll, we'll insert here. Here's a, have a look. Now, you represented Portugal in 2014, mm-hmm. but it's safe to say that you are still loved by the Eurovision community. Yeah, and I love feel? them. Well, I love them because um, I received so much love. How can I not give love back you know what i mean so i'm still here i will be here until the revision followers want me to and it's a blessing to be here after nine years hi ireland i was always a huge fan of chatwork so chatwork if you're watching this i love you my name is Dilia. my song is called power uh, I'm excited to see you. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Ear from Georgia. Love you all. So how are you feeling? Because it's only two weeks since you were selected as the representative for Portugal. So how, it must be crazy a few two weeks. Yeah, it is crazy. I do have two small kids, so I'm doing, I'm jiggling in, yeah, yeah, in between both, juggling in between both. So it, it's tiring, but I'm super happy with the process. So I'm doing all these interviews and I'm showing my song and I'm, getting a lot more feedback from people outside of Portugal as well, so it's being amazing. And how does it feel to be at the first kind of pre-party event of the season? It must be a whirlwind. Yeah, it's. I'm so grateful for these opportunities to showcase my song, you know, it's it's just amazing. I have meetings, meetings with all these uh, other colleagues and I, I really like to meet new people, so I'm really grateful that I get this chance and I'm super happy to be here. Thank how does you. it feel to finally be at a Eurovision event? Like this is the start of it all. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's very exciting and it's uh, even a bit uh, flabbergasted because I'm, I'm like six months ago I would have never thought to have been uh, standing here, but it's great. It's very very nice. And you have Eurovision experience before, obviously, yes. but how does it feel to be representing your country on your own now? Like you know. It's very exciting, and I think I fell in love with Eurovision even more by doing those experiences with Senec and with Rufonic. And it really became uh, an ambition to, to do this. So it's very nice to actually be here and to experience that I, I, I kind of succeeded in what yeah. I wanted to do. It's very nice. And it's also beautiful people like you and people who are just into Eurovision. And this there's a, a, a huge chunk of love when you just walk around here, which is very nice as an artist. So we're from Ireland, so do you have any message for your Irish fans? Because there's a ton of them at home. <laughs> well, uh, I love the bro. I'm a real big fan of the Irish bro, really, truly. I think it's one of the best, best dialects in the world. Is it dialect? Yes, at the bro. Yeah, yeah. So that's number one, sorry. Um, and also, yeah, if you enjoy the song, if you believe in the message of the song, then please vote for it because of you. That would be great, yeah. And thank you for supporting Eurovision. See you in the final. <laughs> so, lads, how are you feeling? From Euro song, now you're here on your first, like, carpet. How, like, how are the emotions? Feeling good, yeah, it's crazy. It kind of feels like the journey kind of starts now. Even though we've been like preparing for so many weeks, but it feels cool to be here and meet all the other acts, meet all the other delegations, and you know this. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but we're loving it. It's a crazy world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. How are you guys finding like the preparations for Liverpool anyway? Because obviously this is something, but the main show is obviously the main aim. So how are you guys finding that? Yeah, finding it good. I think we're all just working hard, staying focused, uh, and just enjoying it every second of it. You know. That's why we kind of, it's why we took part in the Eurovision, because we want to enjoy the whole process. And but we're still very focused, and we know what we want to do. Do you have any message for your Irish fans at home? Because I know everyone. Is there any? Thanks. We love you all. Thank you so much. Thanks, lads. Yeah, so we got you know great messages from Gustav, a lovely fella, while Jude the chorus making a little joke at the end and stuff. So. Um, yeah, lovely. And of course, you can see so, so much more on our Instagram, on Twitter and socials, everything like that. Just They're search for Airbus and Podcast. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great night. Great night. 
And then, of course, we went on to the, the party afterwards, <laughs> which, was, which was brilliant. Um, we saw the likes of Ranella, uh, who else performed, Megara, uh, FM as well. So, so people from Benedorm Fest, Benedor Fest, Fest too, right? as well. So, so it was a nice mix of It's not two. a great so- showcase of Spanish music. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, imagine we had a pre-party here and, like, Conley was there and Aji was there. Like, that would be That's really it, cool. yeah. And it makes you so jealous as well, looking at it, you're like, oh, you'd love something like that at home. Because Yeah, it's not a only, bigger country and a bigger population. That's it. Fairness. But not only, like, you know, Spanish people, but there's so many international people as well. Yeah. And a lot of fans were saying to me that, you know, the event seemed a lot more catered towards international fans this time right. around. So it just shows you the, the scale that it's gone up. And it's only a relatively new event as well. I think this is the third year of it, so... I feel like I was saying that around the time of Benidorm Fest because mm-hmm. RTVA, like, they reached out to me for comment on Benidorm Fest. They reached out to um, Michal, mm-hmm. uh, Melfest Michal, and a lot of international fans I saw in that clip. And um, they actually flew out some fan yeah. journalists uh, from various countries across Europe and across the world. So they... Spain are kind of investing in international Eurovision, which is so good to see. Yeah, because of course, you know, it, it it's an international contest at the end of the day. Um, and it's so global now, you know, there's fans from everywhere in the world. And it's good to see that broadcaster is taking, you know, an interest in them. Especially when Spanish fans are so loud. That's and they it. love the contest so much. They're so passionate. That's it. It's kind of about time that they have not one but two big big pre-parties i mean it makes a lot of sense yeah no absolutely it does um but yeah that was the friday night then um struggled home yeah. <laughs> into bed and then saturday was the, of course the big event with the big show on, on the saturday evening during the day though we got to meet loads of the acts as well got to hang out with them um, and interview them we played a game with them of course our iris slime Such challenge good track. <laughs> So there's two videos on our YouTube channel if you want to check them out. It is the Benidorm Fest and Eurovision Legends. So we have Megara, uh, Rosa Lopez, we have Susie from Portugal in 2014 um, and much, much more. So if you head over to our YouTube, you'll see that. And, and there's of course, teasers on our socials too from our true, TikTok. True. And then of course we had this year's stars as well. Um, Joker out, uh, Pasha from Moldova, we had uh, Peak Jacks as well, loads and loads of people, so check them out, because it's and very, very this, funny. And like, we're very, like, you can't miss us at an event, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're with the green, white, and orange, yeah. you got the Aerovision mic, you had our flashcards that we'd made with the tricolour on them, so it's very obvious we, we represent Ireland yeah, in the centre. Of course. We're, we're, we're out there to showcase Ireland at these events. What's the reaction from artists and delegations and fans like when they see you're an Irish person representing Ireland it, in press in a sense. It's man, it's very much like, ah, Ireland. Like it's very warm. A fondness. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people and every time, you know, Monica was saying that she was from, she'd visited Ireland. Uh, Susie had said that she was in Dublin for four days and would love to go back. You know, they all seem to have an experience of Ireland, whether they've been there or not, or just, you know, Irish people as a general. Um, and of course, being a Irish event, a lot of them were saying, oh, the lads, well, dude, living up to the Irish name and sort of having the crack and having the banter, like joke, Joker out were saying, you know, so many things about like the lads. It was just so humorous and the jokes they were cracking. So it's nice to see that side of things, you know, the Irish kind of characteristics carrying through with these events. But yeah, people seem to love our country, which is great to see. Ah, uh, that's really nice. Um, and I think it's something that's quite unique to our translate to some votes? Yeah, please. If you love us, vote for us. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think people people love love Ireland and it's great to see. And yeah, the, the smile when they saw the, the green, white and Ireland, uh, green, white and orange on the mic or on the badge or anything like that. They loved it. So it was great Cheers. to see. Yeah, it was Aww. nice. Well, fair play for all your hard work. And well, thank you as well at home here, you know, a base uploading everything as well. It was a team effort, so oh, sure. it's great to see. I didn't. I, I had something on Saturday night, all right, but sure, I was around all weekend, Connor, so I may as well help you out. Ah, no, Poor Jesus. man was standing at the blue carpet with his tripod, doing all this work on his own. Which those bastards behind me kept knocking over. <laughs> I was like, it made sense you were sending me the stuff and I was sticking it ah, no. Team effort over team here. Team effort, of course. Team Aerovision, let me tell you. But... Moving on then to the Saturday night, you know, the mm-hmm. main event, the, main the show. performances. Now, I'm really keen to just quiz you a bit on this because unless you've been living under some kind of rock or maybe you're not so active on Twitter, maybe, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of discourse online about the event, like between various things like the sound quality, the graphics, the actual performance, the audience reaction to yep. the acts and so on. So overall, 
like leaving the social media stuff mm-hmm. out of it for a second what was your pure raw experience of the the performances at the pre-party fantastic show fantastic show the they had postcards in between the songs um it was being broadcast on tv but you got to remember the pre-parties are for going to them in person seeing the acts you know with your own eyes it's an added bonus for them to be on the television so sound quality is built for you know the arena it's not built for you know the, the, the show like Liverpool that we're going to get so the graphics everything like that the sound was okay there was a few like mic issues for Wild Youth in particular unfortunately but everyone else was fine everyone sounded great the crowd were loving it um, and Pretty was quite positive coming away from it like everyone seemed to have a very very good night so mm-hmm. um, yeah that was my general perspective from, from inside the arena mm-hmm. so I caught up like online so mm-hmm. my perspective is going to be a little different Absolute, to yours yeah, yeah. and I don't think I've seen quite every performance because I was watching them as they were being uploaded it was primarily Weeblogs was doing a lot of the uploading yeah. that I saw online on YouTube overall though I enjoyed most of the performances um, there was a lot of discussion around May Muller and like May is I think my second is year like she's in my top yeah. three I love her song I think mm-hmm. She is fantastic. Can we just talk about her social media presence? Mm-hmm. Like, she is so Killing funny. It. She's a bit like the Brooke of this year, I, I think. was just going to say, definitely um, the Brooke of the, of they the year. They definitely be pals. But um, it, on video, like, it was could just be a sound issue. There was a very strange echo. So I kind of felt watching it. And also, May had been sick. Exactly. And like, girl, yeah. I feel that. I haven't been that well the last week. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel that when... Even recording the podcast is like a little bit of a struggle yeah. today. So if you hear me crackling, that's why, guys. But um, yeah, it's a struggle. Like when your voice isn't 100%, it's, you know, you can only give 60%. Yeah. Also, I think it's better for her to hold back because she needs to look after herself for May. It's going to be busy. But um, yeah, it was, the sound was funny. And then the echo made it kind of difficult to actually assess where the vocals were but mm-hmm. she definitely wasn't bad there was kind of a weird reaction to it online that like the vocals weren't there but kind of as you alluded to earlier I think on one of our Instagram stories like you have to take these pre-parties with a pinch of salt yeah particularly when they're the first one of the whole bunch that's it like people are possibly performing their song live to an audience for the first time um they probably, they might not have their correct graphics yet or their nailed down choreography or their styling or whatever. This is kind of the time for them to try stuff out. Absolutely. So most of the performances, Connor, I watched online, I didn't think they were perfect, but it didn't bother me. No. I think people can lose the rag really quickly online, like Eurovision fans sometimes. Like, oh, uh, that's non-qualifying because it doesn't sound great. It's like, relax. Mm-hmm. That that was Barcelona. We've got Amsterdam, we've got London, we've got Madrid, Tel Aviv, all to come. Then we've got rehearsals. And I said this to you the other day, and I saw this point being made online. I thought it was so true. You have someone like Luca Hani, who was going around Europe, and it wasn't looking so great for him Mm -hmm. in the lead up to 2019. I actually don't even think he did that much press. But anyway, from what was there, it wasn't looking great. And he came fourth Mm -hmm. in Eurovision. I love her, but Ronella last year was amazing at the pre-parties and it crashed and burned at Eurovision itself so I don't think it's it's fair for people to get too head up on the performances another one was uh, Belgium last year everyone was sleeping on it didn't like it oh okay it's a great song qualified do you mean so it's it's so hard to judge these you know yeah until May and like I was saying to a few people you know this doesn't matter at the end of the day this does not matter the majority of people watching on the night will be tuning in for the very first time. Yep. Will never have seen Barcelona. Will never have seen Tel Aviv. They won't even know what a pre-party is. They'll be tuning they in on the night. They don't give a shite. Absolutely. They don't. No. Don't care whatsoever. And they'll vote for what they see on the night. So they can do tricks and flips and whatever they want to do now. Until, you know, this is what this is the time to test it all out. This is the time. Because you won't have this opportunity when you come in Liverpool. Do you know? So, um... Yeah, I, I, in terms of May, you alluded to there, she was very sick because she missed the blue carpet on the, on the Friday night. So people like, oh, the UK is like not going to do well because she can't sing the song. She posted a TikTok the next day or something like that. I love Singing that. her heart out <laughs> as a big 
F you to whoever says that. Do you mean, just people need to take a chill pill when it comes to these things. I know we're going to talk a bit more about that, but Mm. it's, yeah. Do we talk about pre-parties from last year? No. Like, Cali's Orchestra won... It's like once Eurovision week hits, nothing else matters. Like, this, is, this the door. is for fans to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And this is, it's it's so good of like the fan clubs and or the broadcasters or whoever's involved in organising these things. It's so good for us that they do this because it creates a link between acts and fans, acts and press, press and fans. Like, even for us, say here on the on the podcast like if there were no pre-parties like if it was more of a covid year maybe mm-hmm. like we had recently we wouldn't maybe have stuff to attend and like we could do a lot of zooms with people and like we could we create our own fun we'd still have a good time but like nothing beats like you having been on the ground in barcelona and being yeah. able to say in the first person like i really enjoyed this performance uh i loved meeting this act they were really funny like you know they're like real life human interactions and we're so fortunate as a community to get them yeah you know like really really we are like i've been to a few myself over the years lep 2019 oz decides when i lived there in 2020 i've been to melfest a couple of times and nothing beats being there i feel like that's a slogan from (laughs) irish rugby or irish soccer or something but it's true like nothing beats being there on the ground with other fans with friends seeing artists scene performances like there's nothing like it so mm. um that's what we have to take it as and like i know you were kind of saying this to a couple of acts and stuff mm-hmm. that like this is their time to make mistakes and that's this it. is their time to yep. try things out do and... something here do something that okay yeah. that didn't work we need to emphasize this you mean that, that that's what it's all about it's all this period of time of just building up the confidence building up you know your interactions with the crowd, all that sort of stuff, you know, that, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're pre-parties, parties, like, have fun, enjoy yourselves. This isn't the, the contest at the end of the day. So people judging them and stuff like that, they're going to make vocal mistakes because it's a party. They're going to be interacting with the crowd as much as possible to get them, you know, get that bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. When it comes to May, they won't be able to do that because they need to make a solid performance for the audience at home. But that audience in, in the arena will know it because they've seen it at the pre-parties because it's core base of Eurovision fans, you know? So that's where that relationship starts to build at the pre-parties. But like you said, come May, who the hell would be talking about pre-parties? Absolutely no one. Absolutely no one. Next question. How were Wild Youth? They were great. Oh, such lovely lads. Sorry, I just got to say, I yeah. absolutely love them. You spent great a lot crack. of time with them. Spent a lot of time. Yeah. I had a very, you know, the pleasure of um, hanging out with them and stuff like that. There's a mix up and stuff. So they missed press, which was unfortunate. But one on one with myself, we had a lot of fun and had great chats, very honest chats as well. Um, and look, it's time to address the elephant in the room. There has been a lot of hate uh, for Wild Youth. Um, has there though? Connor, because I ask because I know initially when it started being said online, you had said you didn't really hear anything in the arena. Mm -hmm. And then just watching it through clips, I didn't detect anything. Yeah. But there are like reports coming from people within the arena. So there must have been a cohort somewhere where people were chanting. What was it? Nunca pasa del final. Like you're not going to the final or something like that. that. In terms of the hate, I'm talking overall, but more specifically about Barcelona then. I, I, like you said, I personally did not hear anything for any of the acts. Mm. Um, But something must have happened, you know, that people are reporting this. But Definitely San Marino. That's where there seemed, like I saw a video where there was definitely chanting at San Marino, yeah. Spaniards or like people in the audience shouting about Ronella, mm. which isn't nice. No, not at all. Um, and then there was talk of them shouting about the final too. Yeah. Wild Youth. But I actually haven't seen any footage of that. So no. I don't know if there's something. But in terms of the statement from the San Marino's broadcaster, yeah. something must have happened. So we. You there's know, take footage for that. So yeah. like it's backed up that there yeah. was stuff being shouted at San Marino 100%. Yeah. But now, there's it, a lot of reports about Ireland. So like it. It must have happened. Something must like, have happened now. There's no but in fairness, fire a lot I was enjoying myself too much at the back, you know, dancing with all my friends to yeah, yeah. really hear what was going on. But from my perspective, I don't know. But as a whole, while Jute as representative for Ireland, there has been, you know, a few talks and a bit of hate towards the lads, yeah. which is not fair. 
and you know, I'm just going to go on a bit around for a few minutes, you know, we need to kind of cop on a bit as a country because we are so good at supporting our, our sports people, you know, Ireland, you and I playing against France. We're not great. You, we don't play that great. But, you know, we go a goal down and the minute we go go down, we're, yes, come on, lads. Okay, keep it going. Keep it going. And we're screaming right until the end of the whistle. Our boxers, our golfers, everything like that. We support our country so, so much, whether we're good, bad, brilliant, whatever. That's the characteristic of, of an Irish person. We need to bring that bit more into Eurovision because we do tend to, you know, criticise a lot. Of course, our broadcasters use this. Of course, there's issues and everything like that. But at the end of the day, these people are putting themselves forward. They have family, friends, you know, who are backing them all the way and just giving them a bit of a boost of a little DM of best of luck, lads. Do our country pray. It's something like that could go a long, long way instead of criticising this, their shit, their that, their... Oh, do you know what I mean? That does no use to them. And... You know, in terms of the perception of Eurovision in, in Ireland, you know, we want our acts to be coming away from this, thinking that this is such a good experience, whether they qualify, whether they, you know, do top 10, something like that. But as general, Eurovision as a whole, as an experience, we want them to go away with the best possible experience. And, you know, by us, you know, talking them down and stuff like that, that's not helpful at all. You know... At the end of the day, fair play to them for putting themselves forward because a lot of us wouldn't do, you know, Eurovision. We wouldn't put ourselves on that stage because we're frightened, we don't have the talent. So at the end of the day, it is such a big opportunity and it's such an accomplishment to get this far. And I think that us as a fandom need to start just being a bit more supportive of our acts because... <laughs> Ultimately, you can tell in the performance, there is a bit of a deflation there. They talked about it in interviews that they've stopped reading comments because it's not useful to them. And that's not fair, you know, because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that this experience for them is as best as possible. Whether you like the song, whether you like them, they're representing our country. You know, we want to send them off in high spirits as much as possible. And I think that just a bit more positivity around the lads could go a long way. Whether we qualify, whether we do not, whether we do well, at the end of the day, they are our representatives for our country. And I think that it is time to send them a bit of love. That's my TED Talk done and completed. <laughs> Connor, you know I agree with you. Yeah. On all accounts. I am going to play devil's advocate. Yeah, do. Because there, and I've seen it and I've been watching it and I've been observing with my BDI. And there are people out there who don't look at it in that way. And maybe it's not necessarily wrong, mm -hmm. but this is what I'm seeing a lot of, right? And what I think it comes down to is, yourself and myself, I know are very similar. We're kind of like, we love Eurovision as a show. We love it for the spectacle. We love finding new songs. You and I adore songs that like came last in their semi-final. Mm -hmm. And like there's certain artists we would love to meet over like a Eurovision winner. Because yeah. like, that's just the way we are. And like, we kind of always try to back our... Irish artists no matter what and if for us it's about like the representation the pride in the country all that there are people out there who the way maybe they perceive Eurovision is different to you Yay. and I and it's a results game mm -hmm. at the end of the day um you know they look at it and say like why should I shout loudly for something I feel is x y or z insert I don't know whatever words you want there um, why should I back a broadcaster who is, I feel lazy or I feel doesn't care or whatever feelings. That's that's the way some people are coming towards this whole yeah. idea, right? And I think it's kind of, there was an interesting conversation about this online between Irish fans and there was kind of the point being made of like, look, let's just back them, like... Just send them a bit of support. And, you know, it was brought up like, but should we give positive sympathy to people? Like, is that the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. You know, just because you feel sorry for someone or you, you feel bad about something else, should you then be kind of, I don't know, sending positivity if it's not genuine or whatever. And I kind of get that argument too. Mm -hmm. But where what I feel 
is important to kind of remember is that there's a middle ground between being like having positive sympathy or maybe like being disingenuous with with things you're saying to artists and abuse right yeah abuse not on Mm -hmm. we don't condone that and then yeah like you know messaging people like you're gonna win like you're the best thing we've ever sent if you don't mean it like that's not right either yeah but like there can be a middle ground where you're like go on the lads like best of luck exactly when they're on the stage you clap you cheer you raise your Irish flag you say go Ireland like I I don't think that's difficult no it's not you know like that that to me should be where the middle ground is and nobody is asking anyone as an Irish fan to like I don't know Put a bet on us winning. Or, yeah, you know, something or, yeah, like, that. like, and I, I get it. Like, yeah. I get where some of the cohort are coming from with it. That like, we've had years of just weirdness and, um, all over the shop stuff happening with Eurovision, mm-hmm. and some people are fed up. And I kind of get it, you know. But then I think you have to remember that, like, this is Wild Youth Year. We, as you said, Connor, we want them to have a good experience. We want other great acts like themselves yeah. to come forward in the future, and like. Connor, we've been down this road before mm-hmm. with Leslie. Yeah. Let's just break the fourth wall here. Yeah. Leslie got, Leslie Roy got so much abuse in 2020, particularly following her Late Late Show performance. And a lot of Irish fans really rallied behind her in the year after. And not only did she end up getting abuse online in 2021, a lot of Irish fans, we actually copped a lot of abuse yeah. from other Eurovision fans for supporting her. Mm-hmm. And like that to me just made no sense I was like if some of us want to support her like feck off like that's our that is our prerogative it's not hurting you Mm -hmm. it's not hurting anyone else like you can't go around and be the support police and say no you can't support Gustav because I don't think his song is good enough or like you shouldn't support Wild Youth that much because I don't think they're going to qualify like that's not down to you like that's that's down to the individual. And mm-hmm. if they want to put their support behind an act, like, you know, what harm is there really? And like, the the lads are so sound. Like they're, That's and they, it. like, you know, I think they're going to go out there. They're going to do their best. Like, I, I think, again, breaking the fourth wall, we know we're not coming anywhere near the top of the scoreboard mm-hmm. with the entry this year. And qualifying would be a win. Again, they are very aware of yeah. that. Their goal is to qualify. Yeah. You know, this talk of we're going to win, like Ryan Tuberty on the night of song. Local behaviour. It's local behaviour. Local behaviour. At the end of the day, they know what they got to do. They know the semi's tough. They know that the chances of qualifying are very, very slim. But there's a chance. And all they got to do is go out there and give it their best shot, give it their best performance. They can walk away with their heads held high and all what I would personally be asking is that Irish fans are there with them on that journey. Mm. Holding, not holding give hands. Them give like, them a bus. Give them a bus. At the least. Mean? At the least. Nobody's asking you to say Wild Youth is your favourite. That's it. Or that, like, you know what I mean? Like, you like you can be supportive in a, in a genuine way without, you know, sacrificing your taste but in that's music. that's it. You know, but without I mean? lying to yourself either. Do you mean like it's it's the decency of just saying best of luck, yeah. best of luck. That's it. You know, not to you know blowing air up their arse or anything like that. You know, it's at the basics of just being supportive of them as mm. people. And you said it there about you know you know is supporting them, supporting the broadcaster. We're sick of that. At the end of the day, it's not Wild Youth's fault that Orti don't care. It's mm. not Brooke's fault. It wasn't Leslie's fault. They're doing their best with fuck all resources, by the way. And Irish fans, you know there is no resources. This is all the acts on them own, on their own. We we are well aware of this. Nothing's changed just because it's an established band for your information. So at the end of the day, the lads are up against it with their own national broadcaster, no matter fans on top of that so give them a bit of slack at the end of the day that's what I would just say it's just so like even for us on the podcast like we've copped a bit of flack yeah in recent times about like the way we handle some conversations I think in relation to RT mm-hmm. and in relation to Eurovision and people saying we don't criticise the head of delegation enough. Like, to me, it's just laughable because it's like, have you listened but the, to our podcast? That's it. Have you listened? 
Like, we've been here since September. Granted, we spoke to Michael Keeley. He's a very pleasant man. It was mm-hmm. a polite conversation. But we definitely put it up to him. That's it. I think in a fair and polite manner, he answered the way he answered. Which is the way you have to do. We because... weren't rude to him. We, like, have a fine relationship. Yeah. He knows how we feel about it. He was making jokes about it That's the last it. time he saw us. Like, he knows that we're we're not really happy with what's going on. We haven't been fake about that in any shape or form. But we also haven't been abusive. And no. there's a difference in that. Like, I just don't think going online and, like, attacking other fans or, you know, writing a rude tweet to Wild Youth or leaving a mean comment on a YouTube video is helping anyone. No. I think we've said this so many times. Get on to RTE. Join OJ Ireland to see what's happening. Frank, the president, has spoken about how he wants to push it on and have fans' involvement in it. Like, sitting behind your keyboard and writing something like you think is kind of gas or kind of shady, like, it's not helping anyone, mm-hmm. including yourself. So, yeah. like, a bit of kindness goes a long way. I think it sounds like I'm crying, but my voice... No, yeah, you're gone. losing your voice. <laughs> She's but fine, yeah, lads, don't worry. That's where we are with it anyway. Yeah, no, I think... At the time being. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we know the issues. We know the issues. Irish fans know the issues. The acts themselves are not the issue, you know. They have been chosen democratically by the people of Ireland, by the juries, you know, everything like that. They've won it fair and square. Now it is time to back them. Forget the axe. Forget who you wanted. Simply back the lads. Or just Best say nothing. Luck. Or just say nothing. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But I think as Irish Or direct people, it to the broadcaster. I support you directing issues you have towards the broadcaster. Yeah. That's what I would encourage. I think if people are unhappy, they should be able to voice it. Yeah. But maybe don't like direct it at the people trying to represent the country. Maybe no. direct it to the head of delegation or the broadcaster. And to be honest, I would say probably direct it more towards the broadcaster because... You know, people have been directing him it. in the email. Yeah, do you no mean? No harm in him seeing it. Because we've seen it over the last few years. You know, directing it at him, he can only do so much himself. I think as well, if you're going to make a complaint, like, don't write a rambly, abusive email. Because no. I know myself, like, in, in any capacity, if you receive something like that, you're going to... The tone is off, you're going to disregard it straight away. Like, a bit of basic manners, a bit of basic respect. Exactly. Put your point way. across in a fair, Back of what you're saying manner. with some statistics. And That's you it. know what I mean? Like, just be respectful about it. I don't I don't think it's difficult. But yeah. Yeah. It's like a terrible session, that wasn't we, it? <laughs> th- we, this happens to us every so often with Ireland and Eurovision. But it's, it's needed until we maybe have a bit of this tap yeah. music revival that the UK's been having. Yeah. And I want that for us. <laughs> and you know... It can happen. It can happen. It's been done. It's been done. You know, UK. It's so easy Spain, to change a project. Republic. Just a tiny bit more effort is all what we're asking for. Yeah. But the lads themselves. Oh, they're great refs. They're great refs. I feel like almost year in year out, like we have the like Miss and Mr. Congeniality going on. Like we just mm-hmm. have such lovely humans. Like yeah. Brooke, just so gas. Mm-hmm. Like people that I am proud to say represent yeah Irish people you know and let's be honest Connor and I made this very clear during our Eurosong coverage not everybody in the Eurosong lineup would have been a, a good, good rep for Ireland in no. our opinion so could be worse yeah remember that too but <laughs> here we are um that was Barcelona I think it was important we kind of because that was cropping up in our um Instagram yeah. question box people kind of ask and you know what should be done about those people who who are nasty or mm-hmm. kind of shouted B stars I, I think number one thing is they need to be called out um, by other fans by broadcasters like Sam Marino did and just to be kind of shown it's not acceptable it won't be tolerated at events and I know like if there was an event here and there were people in the crowd near me I'd be like please stop like yeah, you know is, shut up <laughs> it, I always say it's people in work is that helpful no. <laughs> <laughs> is that helpful yeah. um you know and yeah it just shouldn't be tolerated online or in person and yeah united by music exactly. that's why we're all here guys mm-hmm. that's it so there we have it but moving back to the performances then 
who was your biggest grower? Who really impressed you? Who was the one that left you going, ooh, wow. Gustav, mm-hmm. Belgium. Because of you. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> we stand a daddy in a good heart. Um, <laughs> she said that before, times not I know. It's Connor has the fedora now. I'm so excited about it. Uh, yeah, he was brilliant. Like, yeah. the crowd were into it. He's... Mm-hmm. He's going to do so well in Liverpool. I tweeted this. I was like, that is potential top 10. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know where we deluded, but like, we're loving this. Uh, like, we're loving it. We loved it from the start. And I don't know yeah. if it's just because that's like clouded our judgment or something. But <laughs> this this is brilliant. Like, you just can't help not but dance. Do you mean? Yeah. Like, it's, oh, it's, it's great. I love it. So good. Um, Lithuania as well really impressed me. Yeah. Monica Shutotuto. Oh, I was singing that so much. I love the songs. Yeah, like Stay is such a beautiful song. And her vocals, my God, like they were so, so good. Um, so I'm very excited to see how that does. That could be a sneaky little top 10 as well. Um, yeah, like we said, everyone was really, really good. This is the first pre-party. Can't wait for the next one to see the improvements and everything like that, but... It's good to see the acts are enjoying themselves as well and getting to meet each other as well. You know, the big group photo that we saw on Twitter as well, uh, someone posted it. It was great to see. This is what it's all about, making friends, making memories. And, you know, as so many of previous acts have said, things fly by, so enjoy every second of it because it will be over in a flash. Well, that is all from us for this episode of the Airvision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening as usual and as well for all the engagement that you've given us over the last few days on our social media sites. Don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everything. Twitter is at Airvision Pod. Instagram is at Airvision Podcast. We're on YouTube as well to search for Airvision Podcast where you can check out those videos that we were talking about with the contestants from this year and last year and Benidorm Fest and everything in between. Also as well, we're on TikTok at Airvision Podcast. And again, please, if you have time, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, follow us and leave a rating on our podcast here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. But from myself and Louise, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you again very, very soon. And all we got to say is... Slong the Paul. With me in Paris, on the shores of the